0: Coming up.
1: And what I had discovered was kind of shocking to me that there were a lot of balls that were dropped, leads that weren't followed.
0: For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A family in Ohio is still looking for answers in the case of a woman who vanished 40 years ago in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm joined by Phil Trexler, executive producer at 3 News in Cleveland. Phil, thanks for being here.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on.
0: Tell me about... Lonnie Rogers, what what do we know about the night that she disappeared?
1: It appears that uh, she was involved in a, uh, in a troubled marriage. That's clear um, by all accounts from her children, their recollection from 40 years ago. And it was in January 1981 where it appears as though the relationship with her husband reached a uh, tempest. Um, there's a couple of different versions of this, um, but the basic story is that on the night of... January 6, 1981, according to her husband, that uh, they had, had an argument, and she walked out of the house, and she left. There's also a version where the husband went to bed, and when he woke up, she was gone. So whatever happened there, it was a cold, snowy night in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, when apparently something broke, something snapped in that relationship, and that's the last that anyone has seen of loaning Rogers since then. She was a 28-year-old mother of two, Um, by all accounts, a very doting mother. She loved her children. It's hard for them to express that she would find any reason just to walk away. Um, She was hearing impaired. She left behind her hearing aids, which was totally out of character. She left behind other personal effects. It was kind of like she was just plucked out and just taken away or, you know, just was not in character for Loneen to just vanish the way that she did without any of her personal effects. And especially with, you know, without her two little girls,
0: these, these two different versions of this story. Uh, I mean, obviously it sounds like the one person whom I know would be her, her husband at the time, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's really what's uh, most troubling about this case. Um, her husband is uh, named Clinton Rogers goes by the name, Bud. Um, and Bud is also hearing impaired and, police tried to talk to him obviously they needed a translator to do so one was not available and for whatever reason there was very little follow-up from erie police area detectives highway patrol whoever was doing the investigation early on in those days in 1981 um so without getting a full statement from the husband you know, it's really difficult to say exactly what happened, what were the events. Um, it's just one of those cases that really strikes you as odd for the lack of urgency, the lack of a thorough investigation. And I think that that's what troubles her, uh, at least her one daughter here in Ohio, um, who has, um, you know, rebooted this, you know, search for her mom. It's really, it's a, it's a tragic story. Um, you know, when her mom disappeared, her father gave her up for adoption, um, which anybody can imagine, you know, how difficult that must have been for uh, for a young preteen girl just to be up and, you know, lost her mom and then is basically cast aside by her father. So here she is 40 years later, and she's taken up this fight
0: to find out what happened to her mom and to seek justice wherever it may lay. Her father is still alive, though, right? Has she been able to track him down and talk to him? Yeah, she. I,
1: well, I, I don't know if she's been able to talk to him, but she. he has, in fact, you know, joined the group that she posted on Facebook um, to help find her mom. So there's been some activity there, but it's obviously a a uh, troubled relationship between father and daughter, so there's very little, if any, communication at all. Um the police are kind of at a loss because there's, you know, they're troubled trying to find the father, and then when they do find him, he's not talking. Um, they said he's been interviewed multiple times, and you know he just, you know, he claims he woke up in the morning and to find his wife gone, and that's 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 the end of the story. So, you know, they have not said he is a suspect in the case. He is, you know, the old cliched person of interest um is that means they can't force him to you know to talk to the police and but they have reached out you know several times and he's you know denied doing anything and or other times he just hasn't gotten back to the police it's you know he's obviously moved on um and he doesn't care apparently about the investigation uh, but certainly his uh, daughter does
0: yeah i was gonna say if it sounds like if he's moved on she certainly hasn't if anything she's sort of picked up the charge or or the cause even despite the age of this case i mean when we talk about cases that have passed over decades this one really has back in 1981 so it's been a long time 40 years but she is from what i've seen of of her and conversations with her she's she's adamant and determined to to get some answers on this
1: yeah and and i think you know everyone's heart will go out to uh to the daughter there, and uh, it's you know, you can imagine her, her name's Allison uh, Duker, and um, you know she just has she was like five years old, so you know you can just imagine you know the scant memories that she has of her mother, um, and, and and the heartbreak, you know, what she was deprived of, you know, um, when she's left like that, and just you know. Cast aside then by her father. So yeah, I, I mean, we can all I think relate to the pain that Allison has gone through, and you know, the, the task that's ahead is daunting. Obviously, it's, the, it's an old case, forty-year-old case. <laughs> you know, little, very little evidence, if any. You know, it's just like I said, she just vanished. There's so, and there's no her body's not been found. She's not been found. So there's no crime scene. In fact, you know, to analyze.
0: If her daughter can can make some waves or get somebody in the police department thinking about this case more or you know going back and looking whatever if any evidence they have maybe that's the only thing that could make a difference at this point but you know you, you, like you said your heart goes out to to her and certainly to L- Lonnie Rogers who was alive and well until she vanished on that night a long time ago
1: I, I- I, I wouldn't hold out very much confidence that something's going to happen. It's, the breaks I think are there would, would have to come from Bud. If you know, if her husband could, you know, lend some information to this case that's missing, um, something. I, I, if I'm a police officer, I a detective, I don't know where to start with this case except with Bud, and he is like the key to being able to, of course, eliminate him first as a person of interest. You know, that's before the case can move forward. You have to eliminate. Her husband. I mean, let's face it. That's you know that's always ground zero, and so they need to eliminate Bud Rogers, and they can only do that by talking to him and uh, you know asking him you know, what really happened that night. And uh, until they can get past that, I don't see how this case can go forward. It's it's sad, but it's
0: you know it's a fact. Phil Trexler at three News in Cleveland. I appreciate your time and talking to us about this case. We'll keep an eye on it if anything does come along down the road. You bet. Thanks. Well, appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time. For Vault Studios, Will Johnson.